And in the red corner, wearing only leopard skin body stockings and matching Wellingtons, Barry Cryer and Graham Darden. And without any more messing about, we're going on straight on to the first game, which is the one called Sound Charades. One team has to make noises, and the other team must guess what they mean. The audience are let into the secret by way of a blackboard here in the studio, and you at home are told by a mystery voice. And in the studio here, you can help audience by applauding when they're getting warmer. And in view of our experience with the audience on the uh, recent show, the people you're supposed to applaud are the people who are guessing, and not the people who are doing the charade. <laughs> Okay, William Tim, you're going to start off by doing your charade. And uh, the audience at home is being told by the mystery voice, audience in the studio on our blackboard here, what they're going to do. The Great Dictator. There's three words, and it is a film. All at once. Cue me. Mr. Tater? Call me Dick. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> the Great Dictator. No. <laughs> Well, that puts you so far ahead, Graham, that you've actually won this week's round. <laughs> you've got to carry on. So, uh, Barry and Graham, you're going to do a charade now. Tim and Willie, you've got to guess it. The audience being told at home and also in the studio here. The Royal Hunt of the Sun. A uh, play and film. A play and a film. A play and a film. Six words. So you have time to pop out for a spot of lunch or something. Write <laughs> to your family. <laughs> Start a family. <laughs> okay, we're all ready for you. We're going to do it all at once. Right. I say, I say, <laughs> Phil, where, where is he? Uh, I don't know. Most probably out, out in the stables. No, no, I was just mucking out now, and I, I didn't see him. I... Oh, there's his roundabout somewhere. Charles? Charlie? Charlie. Charles, where are you? You know roundabout here somewhere. Would it be anything to do with the royal family, Bernard Charles? Uh, the Prince and the Showgirl, please. That's six. <laughs> Requests will be taken later. <laughs> Orders. Um, queen and country, queen, king, prince, and... I'm getting nowhere here. No, uh, very Charlie, good anything to do with the royal... Now, we said royal family, so... Is it something to do with... Oh, stop it, come. You've had that clap already. <laughs> You've got as far as the royal family. Um, That's as bad as high as you Six get. words, isn't it? That's what. Yeah. Um, yes. The royal family go west. <laughs> no. Um, Willie, you're full of ideas. Yes, not read the royal family. Um, Is the royal family actually in the title? Is it something like the royal family? Well, they're not in the title, no. Helpful, please. They're, they're not, not in the title. There's a good. But clue. anybody else in the world might be. Yes, yes. So yeah, well, that's, that's narrow we'll narrow it down, it down for you. Yeah. Yeah. Two horses appear in the title. Uh, they were horse, 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 horse. The four horses of the. Uh, yes, of don't be misled by that because it doesn't. Doesn't. Oh. <laughs> there were two high-ranking members of the royal family king looking for king and queen. A stop it! Stop it! No. No. I think they better tell Someday you. Someday my prince will come. We've run out of time. But that's rather vile. <laughs> Shaffer. I think they're cheating because they're not. I think you'd better tell them. The Royal Hunt of the Sun. Oh. Right. <laughs> Very good, wasn't it? I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> to cover board. your confusion, Tim and Willie, you can do another charade now. We started with an Here's what they're going to do for you listening at home The High and the Mighty. And will you tell Barry and Graham whether it's a, a book or a film or a long playing record? It's a book. Or a 
a film and a shop. <laughs> and a shop. Shop. Oh, just, shop. Sorry. <laughs> a, a quick commercial. <laughs> <clears throat> it's all in one, and it's... Did yes. we have, have said how many uh, words are we? It's one, two, three, four, five. Now, some of them are relatively unimportant. <laughs> hither, hither, Lord Chamberlain, crouch and kiss me foot. Certainly, my liege. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, 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 Clap oh, your lip to the royal oh, sock! Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. And toe by toe. Oh, 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 where are these? Oh, 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 dear, oh dear. Barry and Graham, start guessing. The lotus eaters meet the odour eaters. <laughs> um, oh, no, it was a ripple then. It wasn't. I got it was one irrelevant. for the horse, and that was nothing at all to do with it. <laughs> I was Lord Kitchener's foot fetishist. <laughs> it was a royal person. Yes? Yes. And a royal foot. And, and a shop. And a chamberlain. And some overacting from Tim. Not, it, it needn't necessarily be a, a royal person. No. 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 A shop is germane person. to the... Uh, no, I'd forget career. about the shop, too. In fact, I'd really forget about the film and the book. <laughs> In fact, good night. <laughs> um, also, it was a bit of a... <laughs> we got that. The yes, you suggested that. Yes. Like, yes. like a fish when it's gone off. High. High society. Oh. No. A ripple. High feet. Anxiety. No. no. The high and the mighty. Ah. <laughs> Excellent. Right, Barry and Graham, that earns you the chance to uh, catch them up now with another charade from you. Right. Here it is for those of you listening at home. The Caretaker. Can you tell us if this is a, a book or a film or what? Play in a film. Hmm. And Play in a film. Two words. Two. Okay, do your charade. Uh, morning, Reg. Uh, morning. You uh, taking care of all this lot, are oh, you? Oh, I'm taking care of it all right, yes. Oh, but <laughs> you're always the man they go to when they want something taken care bit, of. Oh, Caretaker. If there's a bit of care, take it. I'm the man to do it. So one thing I do Was take, I right? and that's care. What? Well, be seeing you tomorrow, Rach. Right. Take care. <laughs> Sorry, there was an interruption. From <laughs> it's better without an interval, that one, actually. Okay, now. Better than the first. Without groping your way It had the right the Pinterest dialogue, so we assume it's the caretaker. Oh. Fell <laughs> so right into our trap there. Yes. Tim Brooke Taylor gets an extra ten marks for bringing that round to an end. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I introduce a round that's played at the end of the programme in order to give the teams time to think of silly names for people arriving at the aristocrats' ball. The oh, aristocrats' aristocrat. ball. Oh, thank you. Right. Now, the next game is called Connection Quiz, and this one's like Mastermind, except that it's played with a more uncomfortable chair. I'm going to give each contestant a set of objects or people, and he has to tell me what the connection is between them. And incidentally... This is quite serious. These are all taken from a new book called The Book of Lists, and so they're completely genuine. We're going to start now with you, Tim Brooke Taylor. What is the connection between Jack the Ripper, Gerald Ford, Mandy Rice Davis, and Leonardo da Vinci? <laughs> uh, they're all murderers except Jack the Ripper. No. Um, Very near. All of them were interviewed to death by David Frost. <laughs> no. No. 
Is Leonardo da Vinci, the only thing I know about Leonardo da Vinci, he could make people smile, but he also, um, he was left-handed. Does that, does that have anything to do with it? Tim Brook Taylor, absolutely brilliant. The Good answer Lord. is that they were oh, all left-handed. Can you come back next week? Suddenly, <laughs> 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 Willie, <laughs> Willie, yes, here please. we are. What object connects the murder of Agamemnon, the Bonaparte's argument, Rostand's writing, Franklin's pastime, and Carol's orgy? <laughs> if I, yes, if I start with the Bonaparte's argument, which was whether or not the strange item they found in a little silver box, a fossilized part of Napoleon Bonaparte, <laughs> was in fact genuine and it was sold at Christie's for some enormous sum which for a small part of Bonaparte is ridiculous <laughs> and whether Rostand wrote with it and whether it was Franklin's pastime whether it was involved in Carol's orgy I can't say <laughs> sounds very likely how it could have been involved in the murder of Agamemnon as you couldn't imagine old woman of death with it um <laughs> so sure. we can cut that out that's not there that's not it um I know this one I think do you well, what? Well, I think they're all previously rejected titles for Carry On Up the Khyber. Agamemnon was murdered in the bath, but whether Bonaparte argued in the bath or Rostand wrote in the bath or Franklin's pastime took place in the bath and Carol's orgy definitely did because the other Well, believe it or not, Franklin was in the bath. Yes, that's the yeah, Willie, baths, you're absolutely baths. right. Good Lord. The connecting Lord. The really? connecting link is a bath. They're all the subject of famous events that happened in a bath. Tim can tell you another. Yes, I can. <laughs> and another. Graham Garden. <laughs> What's the connection between Richard II, Jumbo, Abbott Perron, and Trigger? <laughs> Richard II, Jumbo, Abbott Perron, and Trigger. They are all roles turned down by Julie Covington. <laughs> oh. She did jumbo, didn't she? <laughs> or, or, um, I know what two of them have in common, which is over Peron and Trigger, so presumably the others do as well. They're, they're All written by Roy Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll never come from my lips, no. <laughs> well, you, don't how, you don't know how close you are to the answer. Yeah, I'd say they're all stuffed. Exactly right. <laughs> they are all stuffed. What stuff? Oh, really? So this is getting very stuffed. exciting. Yeah. It'd be even more exciting if I had kept any marks. But well, Barry, here comes the anticlimax. <laughs> I won't know mine at all, I'm sure. Yes. Barry, what's the connection between Beau Brummel, George II, Abraham Lincoln, and Benito Mussolini? <laughs> well, I'm not one to gossip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not one to gossip. <laughs> Not what I've heard. <laughs> Till the Hun was not I'm one to kill. I mean, <laughs> I can't understand the unaccountable omission of George Formby from this list, Humph. I mean, I think they all hung around lampposts. Um, <laughs> think about it. Strung up by the partisans. No, um. <laughs> Bo, is it gout? No, it's not. Were some of them secretly president of the USA? <laughs> I don't know whether to give you that, because it's so close. They were all famous <laughs> snorers. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to know? Who's to know? 
hearsay evidence. We'd like to thank Mrs. Mussolini for the research on that particular round. And we go on now. They can't have been that famous. You can't Very be famous. I'd heard of it. You oh. can't be famous as a snorer, unless you're Joan Collins. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't propose to let that round develop into a philosophical discussion, so we go on. <laughs> to the next round, which is called Call My Bluff. And this is a game familiar to all of you from television, but it's played here with a very slight difference. The teams are going to give me four different definitions of a word, and I have to guess which one is correct. We're going to have two rounds of this. <laughs> now, teams, which of you is going to start with the word? Well, that's up to you, Hump. Graham, would you start with the word? <laughs> the word is bucket. And... Um, definition of bucket is a medieval musical instrument made of both wood and brass, something like a cross between a serpent and a, a lyre. It was um, a wind and a string instrument, so it could be blown and plucked at the same time, <laughs> which is some trick if you can do it. And <laughs> the... Oh, he's doing it. it. It's not a very, uh, very well-known or indeed very popular instrument. There is a reference to it in the Bible, um, in the Psalms, Magnify him upon the bucket. <laughs> and it, it, its greatest protagonist was, was the uh, Archbishop Thomas a bucket. <laughs> All I have to say about the subject. Tim, bucket. would you would you give me a definition? I didn't know we had to give short talks. <coughs> um, bucket. Um, it's a metal or plastic vessel um, with a handle across the top, which is used for carrying liquids or solids. <laughs> oh, you'll never get imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't feel very... Barry Cryer? Well, of course, Robert. it's a bird, isn't it? It's a bird, Robert. Humphrey, sorry. It was mind. considered long extinct um, uh, in the uh, Gallop Gallopagos. Uh, that's the islands. That's the correct pronunciation, by the way. Would you breathe, breathe into this, um, bag, please? <laughs> <laughs> it was discovered in about 1813, or probably a little later, about half past, <laughs> by the man after whom it was named. Oh. Thomas Dustpan. Um, it was a minute bird. It weighed about three and a quarter ounces and uh, laid an egg that weighed about nine and a half pounds. <laughs> and had a very distinctive cry. <laughs> Stroth! It's a bird, a bird. Yes. Oh, welcome back. Over to Leslie Ann, down. <laughs> Will you ask them? Get up, Leslie Ann. This is radio. <laughs> you speak for yourself. <laughs> Will you ask them? You're well, it, it's an item of clothing. It's a piece of clothing. It's a bit of clothing. Worn in the Regency period in the old Brighton Pavilion with Beau Brumel, Beau Nash, Beau Jangles, all those people. <laughs> when, due to the total lack of sanitation, there was nothing at all. I mean, Harpick was a Marx brother. Um, it was worn by the rakes under the arm. It was a door, not unlike a cat door, which they could open and, and fan near a window as they quadrilled past it, thus reducing the aroma. It was called a bucket. A bucket, it was actually pronounced. <laughs> As one by There's the definitions yes. now, teams. I have to guess which one is right. It's an impersonation <laughs> <laughs> from the chair. Right. Now then, a musical instrument. There's an old tune called The Bucket's Got a Hole in It, which would have meant that it wouldn't have played properly. I can't possibly see that that is correct. Tim's a plastic vessel with a handle. 
Or metal? Or metal. No, I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's too far-fetched. Too far-fetched. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, so... That leaves us the either the extinct bird or the cat door under the arms. I'm going to go for Willie Rustons. Willie. Right. Is it Absolutely true or right. bluff? It is, yes, as worn under the arm of a Regency buck. A bucket. Well done. Yes. Well, well done. Twelve points to me, and that puts me ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and another two points for impersonation. Yes, right. Now then, we have a game called the Blues. For this round, each team will give the other the topic for a blues, which they must then improvise, accompanied by Colin Sell at the piano. And we're gonna, I'm going to introduce a new facet to this game this week, because I'm going to impose a penalty of 40 marks for anyone who uses the words up, morning, <laughs> woke, or this. <laughs> You didn't know oh. that, did you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Barry and Graham, will you give uh, Tim and Willie their subject? Uh, yes. Uh, we'd like to hear their Tory party blues. Tory party blues. <laughs> Find something heavy hanging on my brow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the ethnic feel. Oh, oh I enjoyed it. <laughs> Keep in touch. It was Mrs. Thatcher. Oh. Get off, I cried, you daft old cow. <laughs> oh, you got away with words. <laughs> away with several. Yeah. But one thing you've got to say about Maggie Thatcher. She was only a grocer's daughter, but she taught Sir Geoffrey how. <laughs> Right, Jimmy, will you, will you give uh, Barry and Graham a subject, please, for their blues? The Flying Saucer Blues. Thank you. <laughs> I aroused myself earlier today. <laughs> and something happened that was quite unique. I saw two flies playing football in a saucer. Oh. And I heard one of them speak. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. <laughs> he said, take it easy, Charlie. Remember, we're playing in the cup next week. <laughs> we thought you said fly in saucer blue. Charlie. Charlie. That was so brilliant on both sides that I wouldn't dream of awarding any marks either way. <laughs> we go on now to the old favourite game that uh, I know people at home like to join in on this one, and this is Mornington Crescent. And teams, the rules that apply today are that any points scored in the outer square are transferable. Any points scored in the outer square are transferable. That's impossible. What, to the other team or to your own team? Uh, simply transferable. If you don't know the game, manner, Barry, you start. <laughs> North Circular Road. Will it? The Rygate Bypass. <laughs> End of this corner. I can transfer, so North Circular Road. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, great. Um, um, <laughs> A1. Wasn't that great? <laughs> A2. 
Oh, it's Hans Road, Newton, sorry. Fortune Green Road. Platts Lane. Oh. You concede, Barry? No, that's cheating, huh? No, 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 if you, no, no he, in no, a transfer he, round, he can do that. He can concede. <laughs> he can do that. That's in a transfer round, you can concede. Thank you, Hum. Thank you. Kidderpore Avenue. <laughs> Kidderpore Avenue. <laughs> I've got an A to Z, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've had it, actually, haven't you? Nope. Nope. Baden Pearl Terrace. AW3. <laughs> Cotton Garden. Southampton Row. Mornington Crescent. Yeah. Ah! First Thank you. Is that right? Yeah, it's that transferred yes. earlier, twice. <laughs> yes, he did, because you revoked. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Hum. I think it was my A2 that scotched us. And with Barry winning that one, we go on to this, uh, <coughs> this next round, which is our old favourite tag wrestling. In this round, I'm going to give each team the payoff of a story, and I shall then start one of you off telling a story to fit your punchline. And then when I feel like it, I shall press the buzzer, like that, and a member from the opposing That's team will take buzzer. up the story, but make it fit his punchline. And uh, Tim and Willie, your punchline is this. Fifteen Eskimo belly dancers left the submarine at Clapham. <laughs> Left the submarine at, at Clapham. At Clapham. Yep. Barry and Graham, your punchline is This isn't Raspberry Flan, Doctor. It's Enos Prockett. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable mistake. <laughs> and as you've had longest to think about it, Tim and Willie, I'll get Barry and Graham to start. <laughs> <laughs> you start. I didn't like the look of my wife, um, but then I never did much, so I decided to take her to the doctor. We sat in the waiting room for some time, but sure enough, the buzzer went. <laughs> this was just another of the reasons why Nell was fed up with life in known Alaska. <laughs> Had she not danced on some of the finest bellies in Europe, she decided to go there. And the best way was the submarine lying off the Alaskan coast. <laughs> the first mate asked the captain vis-a-vis uh, -vis our crew of Eskimo belly dancers, are we going to clap them? To which he replied only if they're very, very good. <laughs> Understandably, a patrol on the lookout for submarine jokes. <laughs> Depth charged the submarine, and that was the end of that, and it was never heard of again in this program. However, in memory of it, a film was made. <laughs> in which the submarine set off for Clapham, and um, 15 Eskimo belly dancers left the submarine at Clapham. Yes! Well, <laughs> 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 no, why not? Under the wire. Oh, well, that one. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, you have the option of, of uh, carrying on on your own towards your punchline. But I, I think you'd Can we rather, make them carry on on their own? You'd really rather not, wouldn't you? Mm. Here we come to the moment when I take a back seat and the teams give their announcements for the late arrivals at the Aristocrats Ball. Who's going to open the bidding? All right. So. No, the dance is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Tillity and their daughter Jean Tillity. Oh, on her own in the Mr. corner. Mr. and Mrs. Stockracy and their son, Harry. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Brooktedo and their son, Tim. Oh. 
I can dream, can't I? <laughs> a rather posh couple, Mr. and Mrs. Nation Robes and their daughter, Cora Nation Robes. Ah, <laughs> oh, here's the Duke of Rummier Often. <laughs> <laughs> Lord and Lady, your lucky stars, and their son, Count, your lucky stars. <laughs> Please will you welcome Mr. and Mrs. Spearage and their son, who's a bit of a Burke, Spearage. <laughs> And Pat Rishon. And Oligarchy. <laughs> and the Lord is May Shepherd. <laughs> he sounds quite genuine. I like him. Like I knew his mother. Will you welcome, please? No. All right. <laughs> There's Lord Elpis and Baron Landscape. <laughs> Mr. Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Wiss and their son Mark. Pardon, the Ness you? couple with their daughter Marsha. <laughs> Marquis and Martinez. I'm sorry. I wish I was dead. At the piano from the west coast of Africa, the Earl of Ghana. <laughs> Lord and Lady Far Out, and their tiny tot, the right horn baby. <laughs> Mrs. Esty and their daughter Madge Esty. Oh, oh, Majesty. 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 That's a play on words. Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Blishment and their daughter Esther Blishment. <laughs> oh, oh, dear, oh, dear. Mr. and Mrs. Zlist and their daughter Honor. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did, how did humour creep in here? <laughs> At this point, it's my duty to give you Oh, there's score. Dorothy Squires. Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> as well not to mention it again. I'm going to give you the score now, and that is Graham Garden leads with one point over Willie Rushton. Tim Brooke Taylor's next, and quite a long way behind is Barry Cryer. <laughs> That's all from all of us this week, so we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and William Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Geoffrey Perkins. Mm -hmm.